0: time on your shoes there's a melody in your heart with a singable happy feeling a wonderful way to start to face the world every day with the de um dee da da
1: little melody this is pamela koon and the curtain is up on center stage the show about the arts and the artists behind their work Today, ladies and gentlemen, the shoe is the thing. I, Pamela Coon, am one of the most passionate shoe shoppers I know. I fully declare that my adoration of shoes, both practical and impractical, supersedes all sanity on my behalf. When faced with the choice of a new pair of Stuart Weitzman shoes or eating, well, I'll take the shoes." I always understood Carrie Bradshaw and her shoe dilemma on sex and the city, and I have two women with me right now who also get the love of art and the art of shoes within an artistic framework. Jane Gershon Weitzman, businesswoman and philanthropist, would say that her main job is being a loving partner to her shoe designer titan husband, Stuart Weitzman. She is the power behind a lifelong collection of art shoes, which are now on exhibition at the Flynn Gallery at the Greenwich Library in Greenwich, Connecticut. The exhibition is entitled Just Shoes, Where Art, Craft, and Fantasy Meet, which is running now until March 16th. Also joining us is one of the designers from that show, Nina Bentley. Nina hails from Westport, Connecticut, and is a contributing artist to this fantastic, show-stopping shoe exhibition. Just Shoes features more than 70 shoes from 20 artists. Cobbled together from an array of materials from collage, wire, plexiglass, bronze, rhinestones, and fabric, these shoes exist as artistic, one-off designs. Curators Barbara Richards and Deborah Fram have done a knockout job in this installation, giving us an extraordinary fantasy island of shoes. My time with Jane Weitzman and Nina Bentley was spent on a Zoom interview. Join us now as I introduce Jane, asking her how her collection of art-designed shoes became a passion and eventually featured in her book, Art and Soul. Jane, I just want to begin with you. I mean, bravo to your fabulous book, Art and Soul, which is such a clever take on words. It's a beautiful dedication to the collection of art shoes that you have collated through your career with your husband. And, you know, I know that behind every great man is a great woman. So kudos to you for that. And um, for everyone listening, this is a Zoom interview. So I'm going to bring out Jane's book. This is art and soul and it's beautifully done and with one of the great works of art right on the cover Jane what was your inspiration for starting to collect shoes I just thought it was a clever way to do our windows because
0: 99% of windows in the in the world for fashion are merchandise and signage Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to be different and it really worked out. It was a great thing. People wanted to buy a lot. Some of the shoes I couldn't sell, but people bought a lot of them. They wanted to buy them. And I I made a terrible mistake. The first window I did, I sold to a shoe store in London. And I never had that window. I never occurred to me when we opened the first store on Madison Avenue that we would have so many other stores. Because what happened is I revolved them from store to store.
1: Uh Aha. Okay. Do you remember what shoe store that was in London? Oh my gosh! Uh, I can't remember the name. I
0: remember the people were from South Africa, mm-hmm. and they were lovely people. They were customers of ours. Wow! And when they were in New York to make their buy for London and South Africa, they saw the window, and he he purchased it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic!
0: I was happy to make the money so I could have the money to pay for the next shoes <laughs> for the next window. <laughs> I remember going to different cities, and I went to St. Louis because they, the museum in St. Louis was originally a shoe factory. And the woman who had done mosaics on the walls, and all over the building, I think on the staircase, had made some shoes for an auction they had. And I called them up and the woman said, you know, we're having a fundraiser. Would you like to come down for it? And I said, yes, of course. And I went and I looked at these shoes in the auction and I said, oh, my goodness, I want these for the window. (laughs) And after I bought the third one, the woman who chaired the whole affair came over to me and she said, listen, you got your shoes. I'm getting the rest. And I was like trembling No one had never spoken to me. And I just thought it was an auction. You know, whoever paid the most got the shoe. And she said, I'm the wife of the president and whatever. And she let me have it. And so I didn't get any more that evening, but I did make the contact. So I was able to call the artist and she made beautiful shoes for me.
1: So so you were just literally um, inspired by the idea of finding the most clever designs out there. Um, I mean, where did this take you to, to find these art art designs and shoe?
0: Wherever I was, uh, some of these shoes were purchased when I was in other countries Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes that worked and sometimes it didn't. I was in Uzbekistan and I bought shoes in the marketplace that just looked wonderful to me. And in the window, they weren't so great. So we ended up just getting rid of them. We, we used them for one window and that was it. So, you know, until you saw, and when when I saw the response, it really was rewarding. And a lot of these artists were able to sell a lot of shoes because they just kept making them for our new window, you know, for whatever store we were, showing them in, and they sold whatever ones we had on hand.
1: This is amazing. And since then, you've continued to show these exhibitions of the shoes that you've collected.
0: Well, there were, have been several other exhibitions mm-hmm. of these mm-hmm. shoes, but there hasn't been one in a long time. I wrote the book, I think, 13 years ago or something like that. So, And it's out of print now.
1: We've we've got to celebrate this.
0: We did the second printing a long time ago, and then I was ready to move on. And that was how this all evolved. And Deborah Fram came to me and she said, you know, I'd really like to do a show of your shoes.
1: And that's what happened. Now, they told me, Deborah and Barbara at the Flynn, that they had this concept over three years ago. And then COVID got in the way, of course. That's right. And that's correct. And then their excitement was all wrapped up in the fact that they were thinking about the installation itself and how could they really showcase these shoes to really make it worthwhile. In my sneak peek, I've seen literally just this beautiful, like, line of shoes. Uh, The way they have installed this exhibition is so beautiful, highlighting the shoe itself. There is no art on the walls anywhere to take your eye away from the shoes. And they actually commissioned 16 pedestals, 16 pedestals to show these shoes on. It's, It's very exciting, and a little bit of everything. I mean, from sequins to to wire as I said a bu- beautiful a quartet of collage shoes which each one which looks like very much um, an operatic stage which actually turned me on I was I was very excited about that and because we've got one of the artists here I want to talk to Nina Bentley right now Nina you are a self-proclaimed inveterate collector of stuff I mean that right. that's how you describe yourself and you make art from that's... anything and everything you've traveled the world you've done your own sense of collecting you know and you have a social conscience I saw your shoe which you have put in the show and it's called a woman's platform can you talk to us about the the inception and, and genesis of this Well I
2: think well my artwork is often very connected to issues that matter to me. Mm -hmm. The very first shoe I did was called Till Death Do Us Part, and it was my parents and all the pills that they had at the time that they were in their last, last years. And I glued all the pills on a shoe. Um, oh. And the woman's platform shoe was really a, a woman's statement about a woman getting into the political world. Oh. In fact, strangely, the, the woman in the piece looks a little like Sarah Palin. Mm-hmm. And that, that was sort of accidental at the time. Is
1: that right? But anyway,
2: I've a lot of shoes for, for, on relating to women's issues. Um, a corporate climbing shoe, which had tacks and nails, so you could kick your way to the top. And one shoe that I sold, I've done a hundred, and one that was quite popular was called Feathering Her Own Nest. And it was a shoe that had money all around the outside and feathers and eggs and <laughs> My with my statement about the fact that a woman could, in fact, have a career and support herself, et cetera, et cetera. so my my shoes had a lot of political and emotional issues connected to them.
1: Very, How's that? Very interesting. Does that make sense? <laughs> where, where where, do you find your materials? I mean, you say you're a collector of stuff. Are you literally out there you know, close to the ground and, and just picking up everything? Well, I'm at,
2: I'm at flea markets and tag sales and um, I don't know, I just I'm just a collector. Sometimes the collection precedes the art and sometimes the idea for the art comes first. Right. I haven't done shoes in a while, but I really did do a hundred shoes and exhibited them in Switzerland and London and around. And my my window on Madison Avenue for Jesuit Weissman. I wish I wish I could show you a picture of it because I have it right in my hand. But that was so wonderful. I can. Imagine. I think I think I had eight shoes in that window.
1: My God, and, and
2: one. Yeah, one of them was called The Garden of Eden, and it was a beautiful green shoe with all these shopping bags, and the shopping bags all said Stuart Weitzman on it. I think that's also in the book.
1: It is in the book.
2: Yeah, that's on page
1: 134. 134 in the book. I'm finding that right uh, now as we speak. Okay. Here we go. Here is, ladies and gentlemen, The Garden of Eden. Yeah. This is very exciting. <laughs> and, of course, with the purple bag, that, that beautiful, iconic color of Stuart Weitzman, which is, is so important.
2: Right. Well, wow. Right. Now, also, I had a show recently called Sense and Souls with one other artist, and Jane came to the show and autographed her books. Do you remember that, Jane? Yes, I do, at
0: the Westport Arts Center.
2: Yeah, that was sort of fun. I had about 20 shoes on exhibit there.
1: So what is the thing with shoes, Nina? What is it about shoes? Are you making a statement uh, with shoe art? I mean, other than your social consciousness you speak of, but just as the tool, as a platform.
2: No, it it was, for me, it was just a canvas. Mm -hmm. I, I had seen a shoe in Argentina done by an artist that I was, really, really taken by, stimulated by. And I moved, I was living in Europe, and I moved back to America, and I had a very small studio. So shoes were an easy canvas. So to me, it was, it was the equivalent of a canvas, a three-dimensional canvas.
1: Isn't that interesting? You know, yeah. looking at having my sneak preview this morning at this a marvelous show at the Flynn Gallery, there were some shoes that were done in plexiglass and, and to resemble fish. Um, there were shoes that looked like a working bicycle. There, there were uh, shoes by uh, artists such as Anne Johnson, Kevin Radu, uh, Sharon von Senden, Daniel, Pol- uh, Daniel Politz, uh, Robert Tabor, who had a radio flyer shoe. I mean, so much color, so much imagination. Uh, what is it about the whole textural element in shoes I'll let either Jane or Nina take that because there, to me, there is so much interest in texture, whether it is an art shoe or whether a shoe that we wear that draws us to it.
2: It's a very
1: contained
2: space. It's, and in that sense, it's easy to evolve a concept within a contained space. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jane, it's up to you.
0: Well, I think most of these people did in shoes what they did in their other art. Many of these I found as shoes. Sometimes I just found an artist and I said, do you think you could do shoes? And I kept getting sneakers and cowboy boots. And so I said to Stuart, could you please just draw a silhouette of a high heel pump? And I carried that around with me. And Mm -hmm. I showed it to people because I was getting, you know, such junky things that I didn't, the artists were talented. They just didn't know the direction to go in. Um, So that's really what happened. But there were some artists who started out doing shoes.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's really fascinating to me. I mean, being a shoe lover, and my poor husband is so long suffering because I've taken one bedroom and it's literally become a shoe <laughs> closet. And I'm, I'm very excited about it. The next thing that'll go in is some sort of chandelier to do it justice. Yeah, I have my own art gallery. I mean, it's it's great, isn't it girls? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. One thing I like, Jane Weitzman, that you're doing is that you're really honoring a lot of artists. I mean, you, you have um, a social conscience for supporting art, artists, but also it's touching. I mean, it, it's born out through your relationship with your husband and a, a lifetime of design. Um, do you develop a kinship with all of these shoes that you have collected?
0: Well, most of them, people always would say when I was on my book tour, where are the shoes? And I would say they're in a storage space between where I go to Pilates and Costco. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Most of them were in a storage space. I have a few that aren't. And when Deborah came to me, I said to her, you know, my husband's ill. You'll have to do this yourself. And I gave her the keys to the storage room. So, she and, and her co-curator really had to do it themselves.
1: They said it was very exciting and also very exhausting. I mean, there were, you know, some shoes it in, in, they were looking for quality and, and what was in the best shape. And also they're looking for a real diversity, of course, for this, for this exhibition. Um, how many shoes did you have in that storage unit, Jane? Well, we
0: sold off a lot of shoes that weren't maybe, I, I had duplicates um, of a lot of the shoes and Altogether, I had over a thousand shoes in the storage room. We probably had several hundred, uh, maybe 300, 400, maybe not mm-hmm. that. I, You know, I never counted them and we were missing some. I don't know what happened to them. And a lot of the store managers were careless about how they packed them up. So some of them were not in good shape. Um, we sold our company. And of course, the new people weren't interested uh, in doing something like this. They just put product in. How unfortunate! And displays, you know, like every other store. But that's what happens. So, the company has undergone three sales. The sale wow. well, we sold it, and then they that per, that company sold it to someone, and they sold it to a third person. So it's had different yeah.
1: lives, incarnations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. incarnations. Well, I'm going to remember you and Stuart's incarnation. I've got to tell you that, Nina. Can I just ask Wait. you about your relationship to the visceral quality of, of w- what you do in your art? You know, um, there is this textural element in, in your design, which I find really interesting. Um, is that something you're really married to? Or do, do you like to just be more playful and, you know, uh, kind of experiment?
2: Whoa, how, how can I answer that? Well, let's <laughs> see. i come up with an idea um and I used to be a copywriter, so I'm very interested in words. So I'll come up with an idea like Crows over Wheat Fields, homage to Van Gogh, and then I'll look at the shoe and figure out how I'm gonna make that happen. Hmm. Or um, let's see, one of my friends has I get what's it called? The one with the bottle of glass of wine. I have a friend who's a big drinker. I I forget the name of that. I have a Freudian slipper, and oh, um, love it. Yeah, the Freudian. Oh, and I did O.J. Simpson's shoe, and I did a shoe called "Bringing Home the Bacon and the Bucks," and I don't know. I, I to me, I, I was I was a little bit playful, yeah. and a little bit involved in commentary. But well, one shoe I have right here is called Vermont Downhill. And it's this shoe that has a ski slope going down it. And the skiers are skiing through McDonald's arches. (laughs) So that was my sort of comment about. That's fantastic. uh, I don't know. Anyway. And then I have one called woman's work isn't child's play and it's ivory soap stuff. And then there's babies with, uh, Tubes around them swimming down the shoe. I, I don't know if I've answered your question. Yeah, um, you, have,
1: you have. You are playful. There's no question about it. I I think uh, inspiration yeah. just overtakes you, and and uh, you you let the wonder come in. You're creating a sense of wonder, as I always say. Um, you and Jane well, have so known each other a long time. I mean, this is this is a wonderful relationship you've honed over the years. How far back well, do you both go?
2: And from 2004, that was written up. It was written in Women's Wear Daily. Do you have that article, Jane?
0: Yes, it was. Um, I can't remember the name of the writer. He was sort of the writer. David
2: Moyne. David Moyne,
0: David David of course. Um, yeah. He's still around. I don't know that he writes for Women's Wear, but it's interesting. Um, yesterday, Stuart interviewed a friend of his who wrote a book for um, mm-hmm. an organization. And I noticed that David's Mo- David Moyne's name was on the list oh. of people who were there. So uh-huh. he's still there. And he really, he gave me an unbelievable article about the shoes. Yeah. I think it was on the front yeah. page of women's wear, which at that time was a major, major publication. Well, so of course I heard them. from other artists. I heard from an artist in Mexico and that person came up to our showroom and with two duffel bags and she unpacked them. And I just bought them right there. Oh I my said, gosh. sold because they were so wonderful. And then I had other experiences. I had a woman, Joan Clemo, who unfortunately passed away. Um, and Joan had been a shoe designer for Dior at one time. Yes. Christian Dior, And she, was so aggressive. Well, what was going on was I was getting all these horrible artists. One was worse than another. And I just, I said, I can't take that. I can't look at this horrible stuff anymore. But she was very persistent and she had wonderful shoes. And I'm very grateful that she really pushed me. I said, send pictures, send photographs. But her shoes were so unbelievable. They were like animals, but stuffed but they were obviously shoes and she did an elephant and she did, I think a tiger with a tail and they were just amazing. And then she did another series and one of the shoes was a plumber who was bending over and the back of his pants was pulled down. It was just really funny and clever.
1: And so she is also included in the Finn, Flynn gallery exhibition, her work. And uh, it's very exciting because we're, we're getting these artists, like, as you say, she designed for Dior are artists that, uh, who, whose work is in, installed in the White House um, and elsewhere, I mean, in other mediums. So it's, you know, it's very really cool. It's incredibly cool. I love this. So, Jane, um, I know that you and Stuart have been, over the years, uh, very philanthropic. And it's, you're in a wonderful position to be able to give back. And uh, how does it feel at this point in your life to be able to, to have that kind of grace, well, I
0: always used to say um, to Stuart, my favorite thing to do with money is to give it away. Mm-hmm. And when Stuart retired, I was absolutely ma- amazed at how he just fell into philanthropy. He, he had always been generous, but he this became what he wanted to do in retirement. He teaches also. He's a, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania where he went. Um, and he he's lecturing, I think, at the London um, School of Fashion, uh, in the, during the spring. He really lectured all over until he became ill. Um, now it's by Zoom, but at, he used to travel to these places. And he just has the best time working with the students. And he loves giving money away just as much as I do now, I think. <laughs> but, you know, as a business, I made sure that we were philanthropic. We did a, a breast cancer auction. We had famous people design shoes. We'd give them, send them all a plain white satin shoe And they would design the shoe, decorate it, and we auctioned those off, and all the proceeds went to uh, help breast cancer research. Marvelous. And then later on, a customer of ours, a retail customer in Boston, came to us and wanted to do something with ovarian cancer, which she had. Unfortunately, she didn't make it, but I began to get involved with that. And the reason was because... Most women have no idea what the symptoms are. Right. And every symptom is a duplicate symptom of something else.
1: Yes, it's very true. And
0: I, after that, I lost two friends to ovarian cancer. And I
1: think it's a very worthwhile cause for women to be involved with. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've done so much good and uh, and we thank you for that and I know know everyone at the Flynn Gallery right now uh, is singing your praises Jane for being so generous with loaning out these shoes which they've become so excited about I mean this couldn't have had liftoff without you so now Jane Grishon Weitzman, what about you? We know what Stuart's doing, so what about you um, well um I'm on eight boards
0: uh, now, eight? Uh, including eight, it's a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, I, uh, I, I really care about a lot of causes. I'm a trustee of the New York Historical Society. I'm on the board of the Breast Cancer Alliance in Greenwich. I'm on the board of Greenwich UJA and their executive committee. And I think it's important to be involved in all kinds of different things.
1: I do, too. and we're You so- know, those of us who can do these things are so fortunate that we don't need help. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's a beautiful thing. Very gracious. We we thank you for that. And Nina Bentley, what about you? At one point, you spoke about having a very small studio. Now it sounds like you've got a big studio where you can really be playful.
2: I've been an artist now for about 60 years, and I've done a lot of different things from Painting, collage, encaustic, three-dimensional work. And I've just done a long, long series on typewriters. I think I've made about 25 different typewriters, which uh, started out. Well, it started out, I was dealing with a friend's divorce. So my first typewriter was called, He Looked Good on Paper. (laughs) and. I've sold sold that quite a few times. Anyway, so... That is
1: fantastic. I've just got to thank you girls for being on center stage. This has been really fun. It's been unexpected. Thank you again, Pamela. You bet. My pleasure. The Just Shoes exhibition is on at the Flynn Gallery, located on the second floor of the Greenwich Library at 101 West Putnam Avenue. The gallery is open all week, but please check with the library for opening hours. Jane Gershon Weitzman will be interviewed Saturday, February 26th from 2 to 3 p.m. by Christina Chu at the Berkeley Theater. I am sure this will be a popular event, so please contact the library to sign up and receive more details on protocol before the event. Thank you again to my guests, Jane Weitzman and Nina Bentley. I hope you will all visit my website at center stage with for a gallery of my shows. And in the meantime, stay safe out there. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage.